Hi, I'm Lori, and I want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. And I'm Rhonda. Lori and I are pastors here in Ottawa, Canada, and we're both wives, moms, and most importantly, daughters and servants of God. And it's our hope and prayer that you would have awakening moments with us as we wrestle through the hard things in life. Lori and I love that we can share our lives with you, so grab your tea or coffee and let's awaken our hearts together. All right, Rhonda, I think we just got to get to business today. <laughs> oh boy. I think Is we, everyone ready? I don't know if our listeners are ready for today yet. I, I, go. I think we just, we, we got to crush some snakes. <laughs> I think we actually just need to crush some snakes. That's why I just, I warned you very quickly before Lori said that, crushing snakes. Oh I, my gosh. Okay. Okay. This, uh, a couple of weeks ago I was speaking and um, I felt like the Lord gave me this, this awesome picture that I got so excited about because we were teaching about salt and light. And it says, you know, if salt has lost its saltiness, what is it good for? Nothing except to be trampled underfoot. And I, the word trample like stood out. It just stood out. I was like trampled underfoot. No, like that is not who we're called to be. In fact, Jesus actually said, you are salt. Like you are salt. But then he's saying, but if you've lost your saltiness, like you, it's useless. Like it's not, it, it loses its power. Okay. You are salt. You are salt. And so I started thinking about this and I, I started thinking about trampled underfoot. No, like absolutely not. And how brazen the enemy is, you know, when that saltiness is taken from us, that that is really all that's left, that we are to be trampled underfoot. But actually what Jesus said, what Jesus said to us, he said, I have, he actually said, behold, he said, see, Okay. I love when he says, see, before he says something, mm. there's something to that. When he says, see, before he says something, I think he's telling us something that we can't yet see. Mm. You know what I mean? I think he's telling us something. Open your eyes, open your eyes and see, open your eyes, awaken to what I am about to tell you. Awaken to this truth. He says, see, behold, I have given you, I have given you. Oh, I just love how Jesus always teaches from a position of authority, from a position of identity. He never says, if you do these things, you will. He never says only if he says, I have given you authority to trample, there's that word again, on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy that nothing by any means shall harm you. That's our calling. And as I kind of contrasted these two things, I was like, no way, devil. You think you can do the same thing that God has already given us authority through Jesus to do for Forget it. Forget it. And you and I, like for a while now, have been using this like this like hashtag, this sort of like phrase, crushing snakes, meaning like, no, we are standing in authority. Exactly that scripture. God has given us, Jesus has given us all authority, and we're going to stand in that authority over scorpions and serpents, which is really just represents all the works of darkness. Anything the enemy can throw at us, and we are going to crush snakes. We yes. there's no way. There's no way we're going to let ourselves be trampled underfoot. No, we're crushing snakes. We are totally crushing We're doing snakes. the trampling. Yes, we are. And I think we were, you know, it's really important to know that we have a bloodline that's been drawn and we are on this side of the bloodline under the blood of Christ, protected under him, part of the kingdom of light, chosen as sons and daughters as a kingdom of light. We don't go out. I want to be very clear here because, you know, it, when you get into some of these spiritual conflict conversations, they can go sideways with 
without it being doctrinal. So I just want to say here, we don't go out demon hunting or looking for these things or calling on darkness to come and we're coming at you. What we're saying is, devil, if you cross the bloodline, we're crushing snakes. We're crushing your head. You are not allowed to cross the bloodline of Jesus Christ over our families, our children, our spouses, those we love, our city, our country in Jesus name. The bloodline has been drawn. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. It's his battle. He's the victorious one. He's the name above all names. It's not our name. So the bloodline. So when that enemy comes and like when he comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise the standard and the standard is the bloodline of Jesus Christ that has completely disarmed the enemy and we crush the snake. So if he dares cross the bloodline, his, we're crushing snakes. Hashtag crushing snakes. So I wanted to set that up because some of you listening, this might be a very new conversation for you. <laughs> you might be like, what am I listening to? But we are really talking about biblical principles of that we fight a not of against authority. flesh and blood and about authority and where that authority lies. The authority is not in us to go and to put ourselves into position because the enemy is powerful and the enemy is on pursuit of robbing, stealing, and destroying everyone on this earth. And if you're a Christian, you are especially targeted. You're, he is trying to take you down. But what we're saying is the blood of Jesus Christ is the ultimate authority over your life. It's the ultimate protection. The finished work of the cross has disarmed, dismantled, and taken away every bit of power. He has been defeated. But the enemy does not work from a defeated place. And that I think is sometimes the illusion people have that, oh, he's a defeated foe. Yes, we know what the Bible says. He is a defeated foe, but he is a foe of complete pride and arrogance that believes he can rewrite what Christ has done through the cross till the end. He does not believe he will be destroyed, that he is going to rewrite and be the authority over Christ. That is still the mentality of Satan. So we have to be aware that this is what we are up against. We are fighting against a foe that does not believe at all he's defeated. But we know that the name above all is our bloodline that we stand behind. And what a grace, what a lavish protection and abundance we have in the kingdom of God because of Jesus. But if he dares cross that bloodline, we're crushing snakes. So I just want to keep saying that. I love it. Enemy, you cross the bloodline. We're crushing snakes. We are crushing snakes. Okay. I just have to say though, snakes are pretty disgusting. Like for real. Like we're not actually talking about physically crushing snakes. Don't worry. Like we love animals and (laughs) we know they're creatures, living creatures. But snakes are disgusting. Like have you ever held a snake? Have you ever touched a snake? Okay, we have a, a couple of funny stories, you and I. Oh. So I think we should talk about, because those of you that have been listening, maybe not, you're just jo- joining up recently. Lori and I went to elementary school. We grew up together. We were best friends as kids. And we went to elementary school together for a couple of years, for grade seven and eight. Mm-hmm. We had a special class in our school, and it was, for enri- it was an enriched program. And his name was Mr. Corvino. And he actually had... Uh, an abundance of reptiles in this room right we would have a class i had class like every week with him like a couple classes oh did you i I never did did. oh i never maybe you were in the gifted program (laughs) 
going to say that. Maybe, maybe I was were, extra special. Maybe you were I gifted. think he taught math or like he okay. actually had oh, some Oh, you of know what? Actually, maybe I did too. Maybe yeah. I did too now that I now that I think about he it. He taught but one or, like, one class of our subjects. To the, to the ones that weren't as smart as his, his homeroom. <laughs> his enriched class, yeah. <laughs> and his class looked like a jungle. A jungle. Like he had plants everywhere. He had like... Um, um, what are they called? Um, tanks, yes. like tanks everywhere with all kinds of reptiles and animals. Lizards like and his class was very stimulating. Oh yeah, very stimulating. And, and kids used to be allowed to go into his classroom during break times too, just to go look at the animals and and see. Like and he had, didn't he have this giant snake, like he, a big one? He had a giant snake, like, like a boa. Snakes, like was it a boa, boa. constrictor? Think, like yeah. a big, thick, massive, mother disgusting snake? Yeah, and. For those of you listening, he used to walk around the school with this on his neck. Yes, he did. Like oh. he'd walk around. He'd come to the assembly with his snake. It was a tame. Well, it was a tame snake. I don't know what that means, but he would walk around with this snake and he would allow us to put, I put it on my shoulders a few times. Ew. He would say, does anyone want to hold my snake? You're so brave. Yeah. And then we were Ew. able to feed the snake. Do you remember feeding the snake yes. mice in his class? Yes, yes. Totally. One time he brought his snake to our classroom and he mu it must have just been after feeding time. And um, the snake actually vomited. I Ew. guess he was being handled. Yeah, he threw up into the trash can. <gasps> I totally remember. I was in grade seven. Oh. Mr. Peacock's class. <laughs> I had the same Disgusting teacher. Disgusting, Mr. Peacock. <laughs> we had the same teacher. But oh anyways, yeah, yeah. The snake totally barfed. It was so gross. Ew, that yeah. is disgusting. Yeah, yeah. But that was like, actually, I found that really hard. Like, it would be feeding time and these poor little mice would be put in, in, put in the tank and the snake would just take them out. Like, oh. oh anyways, my but gosh. like, it was fascinating. So that was, we grew up going to a school with a massive snake in our hallway. Well, it was just normal to see Mr. Yes. Corvino. Yes. And he had wild hair, super curly hair. <laughs> yes. And he he looked like he would be from Australia or something, like in, the, in one of those outdoor <laughs> the shows. Outback. The outback. And he would walk around oh. with this massive snake and it wow. was just normal. It's so interesting that snakes are so scary though. Yeah. Like, I mean, like they're not. I don't know. I don't know what it is about a snake that's so gross and scary. Like they they do represent fear. I know I remember my mom telling me a story about when she was a little girl, she had slipped um, coming like near a bridge area and she'd fallen down, slipped down this hill and fallen sort of into this valley that was kind of under a bridge. And when she stood up, she had fallen on like a ton of snakes, a whole bunch of snakes. And like the scales actually cut up her, the whole side of her leg. She was wearing shorts and she has actually had a phobia of snakes her whole life because of this traumatic, like she fell onto a pile of snakes. Isn't that disgusting? Oh my goodness. Like I actually feel like I wouldn't even be able to talk for a day. Isn't like, that yeah, actually disgusting. disgusting? I feel like even when she tells me the story, I was like, Oh, Oh, that's so horrible. And she has a scar. Like she has a scar oh, on her leg goodness. from like her, her leg from rubbing <laughs> from crushing snakes. <laughs> Your mom already started crushing snakes years ago. <laughs> Literally with her body. Oh, <laughs> so <gasps> gross. That's really gross. Okay. This is not as much of a gross story, but kind of a funny story. When the circus used to travel, yeah. the circus came to town. V must have been maybe three or four. And we went to this the circus and it was at Lansdowne or somewhere downtown in Ottawa and we thought this was so cool. And during the whole circus, they had were advertising that at the intermission, they were going to have rides. And the rides were like, you could ride an elephant, you could ride, um, go on this. They had these cute dogs dressed up 
that would like do the wagons. Okay, anyone with animal rights, I know that's probably why it's all been shut down. It was probably terrible. Okay. But anyways, at the time, was not aware. So all that to say, that's in the past. <laughs> but you pay $10 and there was all these multiple things you could do. Then they had in this one booth, the albino snake from Snakes, Planes, whatever. The, the movie that came on, I don't know, in the 90s where the oh, snakes okay. f- came on the plane. Oh. And it was a huge albino snake from, the, it was a, a star snake. Okay. So they had the star snake there for the star special snake. appearance. <laughs> so V's there and I'm like, oh my goodness. And I'm like, V, oh my goodness, you can go on an elephant. And I'm showing her, she was determined to go hold the snake. And I'm trying to bribe her. Like, I'm like, no, you don't want to hold a snake. That's like, that's so yuck and boring. Let's go on an elephant. You can ride an elephant. When will you ever be able to ride? No, she was determined. And of course, me being a three Enneagram, I was not going to show my weakness and I was going <laughs> to rise in my being brave. But everything in me was so grossed out. So we actually went over. We have a Polaroid. She has it in her room on her like bulletin board, this tiny Polaroid of us holding this massive albino snake. Oh my gosh. Look at that. Your, your three-year-old was crushing snakes <laughs> even before she yeah, knew it. See, I, I know. There you crushing go. It's a prophetic, it's a prophetic thing. Prophetic. She didn't need the elephant or the dog. She wanted to crush snakes. Yeah. So we she'd were, be like her mom. I know. Seriously. <laughs> so anyways. Oh, that is funny. First. I know. So okay. You so you're comfortable. Well, I mean, somewhat you somewhat, would, yeah. you would hold a snake. I've held snakes. I've had, I, yeah, Mr. Corvino, I had it on my neck a few times and then I held this albino snake. So yes, I have held snakes. Okay. So you've had kind of some crazy spiritual. Yes. Kind of encounters with snakes too. Yes, I have. Yes. Right? Which is very interesting. Which yeah. again, just represents yeah. the enemy, the work of the enemy, darkness. Sometimes it represents something specific. I think yeah. a snake can be, you know, even in the very beginning, very, very beginning of scripture, right? The enemy shows up as a snake, a sort of a, a snake or serpent and deceives as the deceiver and deceives Eve into believing something that is not true about God, That's which right. is what he does every time. He always yeah. makes us doubt what we believe. He makes yeah. us doubt who God is. The character a bit of truth and twists it. The character and identity of who God is. That's what he does every time and gets us to right. question and doubt. But he does this and uh, we see him right at the very beginning showing yeah. his hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would have been about 2017. It's right before I came back into ministry full time. And it was in March. And I was an open vision we've talked about is when you have a vision when you're awake and you see almost like a movie playing in your mind and God can use a picture like that. This was actually a dream. I was sleeping and I woke up from this dream and I knew it was extremely significant. Probably one of the most significant dreams I've had. And I right away wrote it out and I remembered every detail. And a really important thing is when you wake up from a God dream, I wasn't afraid. That's really important. It wasn't a dream to torment me. It was a dream. I woke up with a great sense of, I knew it was significant and I was not afraid. Even in my dream, I wasn't overcome with fear. So I think that's very important because dreams can be used in different ways, but you know, it's a God dream when it's something that's happening and you're not afraid or in the dream, you might sense fear, but all of a sudden peace comes over you or there's a real God moment in it. So in this dream, I was on a hillside. And I had to go down this hillside and I was by myself 
And I knew for whatever, I I couldn't tell you at the time what it was about, why I had to leave, but there was a great sense of urgency to leave this massive gathering of people and to go down this hill by myself. And so as I hit the bottom of this hill, I knew in my spirit, I had to get to the other side. And in front of me was this massive pond. And so I saw, I was thinking in my mind, how am I going to cross this pond? And I saw this, it was like a lily pad. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to jump on this lily pad. And I looked across the pond and I saw, I saw these lily pads spread out. And I knew that I could jump from lily pad to lily pad to get to the other side. And I would be able to get through and not fall in the pond. So as I took my first jump, I looked down. And this is where it gets like really wild. At the bottom of this pond, it was covered in snakes. Covered. Every color every size full of snakes but the crazy thing is as i was looking at them they all rolled over and stared at me with their eyeballs staring through the water but were paralyzed they were unable to move but as i was jumping from lily pad to lily pad it was over snakes staring looking right up at me but not moving like totally paralyzed So in my dream, I got to the one side. I got what I needed. I didn't have a revelation of what that was, but I knew it was something really important. I jumped back, followed the same way, got back on the lily pads, made my way. As soon as my feet landed on the other side of the pond with whatever I was carrying, it was like, uh, I don't even remember what it was. I just knew I had something I had to bring to the top of the hill. As soon as I stepped on the grass to go back up the hill, every single snake stood up fully, on its like tail straight up hissing as soon as I landed and I ran up and it was a massive gathering and I knew in my spirit whatever I had got on the other side I was bringing to a massive crowd of people and that was the end of my dream and I had no real revelation it wasn't like I knew what anything meant and I just wrote it down and I was like okay Lord if this is I know this is a God dream in time you're going to bring to pass a revelation of it and so as time has gone on it's like every single bit of this dream has kind of unfolded. And I would, it was last year in March, a, a song came out last year, well, a couple years ago. And it was, I'm going to put a plug in. It was by David Crowder, Crushing Snakes. That's kind of where our little hashtag came yeah. from. It's our, heads up, it's a rock, gritty song. Phenomenal. It's one yeah. of my favorite, favorite songs. It's called Crushing, it's called Crushing, crushing Snakes. snakes. Yeah, crushing, crushing Snakes. snakes. Yeah, yeah. I just say hashtag Crushing Snakes all the time. And yeah. that's from that song. And when I heard that song, it was like my spirit. I literally was like, David Crowder just wrote a song of my vision. This is actually what the vision was. It was going to get the inheritance, the promises, revival, what all that God had for his church was on the other side of this pond. And this was before COVID. And I just was like, oh, the enemy is going to attack, obviously, but he's under our feet. He is paralyzed because when God has commissioned us, we're protected under God. Every lily pad, every step I took, the enemy was subdued. They had no power over me. I was on top. Literally, they were under my feet and I was crossing over. Last March, at the beginning of March, right before the heart conference, I was sleeping and I was woken up. And this has never happened to me in this way. I literally had a massive snake hissing at me at the side of my bed oh my gosh and it was literally like a vision like almost like you're like am i dreaming am i awake i was fully awake and i could see it in the spirit 
And I was not afraid though. It wasn't a fear. And, but I was like, get out of here, get out of here. You're crossing the bloodline, right? Get out. And it literally slithered right back. But I woke up to it literally like in my vision, standing up, hissing at me. And I knew, I knew. And I had told you that right before the conference, I was like, I saw a snake. A snake showed up at the side of my bed. And I know it is a spirit of fear. This is a snake of fear. And it was massive. And there has been come a spirit of fear. And I'd already been sensing in the spirit, like a reinforcement of like angelic presence in our city, feeling like God was setting up, like there was something was coming. I had no idea. COVID, we didn't know. And really, it really is a spirit of fear that has really globally taken over the world. Yes. But this snake, and I've seen a few since, but much smaller, but not like this first presence. Like that first, it was like a, a big one crossed the bloodline. And I was like, don't you even dare. And there was just this tenacity that came over me. And I really believe like as we're just even walking this through the revelation of that vision, I feel like it's just compounding. Like even as we were just sharing about um, what we're sensing for Canada, the fact like even in that vision, I was by myself. I wasn't with anybody. I wasn't with a slew of people crossing this pond together. I was doing this by myself with the authority of Christ and I was going back to a large gathering. I do believe prophetically, this is revival. We are meant to cross through this pond of fear, this, yes. this virus, this, this time, pen, this time of fear, of feeling like, oh, no, we are to cross to take steps in authority to believe God that we are not going to be overtaken. Yeah. We are we are covered in Christ as a promise to go get the promise, get the promise on the other side. There's in our inheritance. And even in that song, Crushing Snakes by David Crowder, it says, like, we're taking back our promise. We're taking it back. Like, you don't get to guard that. You don't get to intimidate us, enemy, by guarding the promise on the other side of the pond. You are under our feet, and we are stepping over you to take back the promise because there is massive revival for us to come together and to experience. I believe this is really significant, um, Significant. what's happening. I think we're, we are crossing the pond we're now going to step into taking back that inheritance to take back for revival. I believe this is what's happening, but that is, that was my dream. 2017. Wow. You know, as you were sharing that, it reminds me of when Peter stepped out of the boat. It just reminds me of that moment when in the midst of a great storm and in the midst of great darkness all around, you know, he steps out of the boat in faith. He takes a step of faith, but then he looks down and the waves are so big and he's like, overcome with fear like this is going to take me out and the truth is yes the storm in the power of the storm is going to take him out if he doesn't keep his eyes on jesus and so jesus says no he grabs his hand and says no peter like keep your eyes on me keep your eyes fixed on me and he lifts them back up out of the water because fear caused him to sink and i i can almost see even in that vision just this idea of taking a step onto the lily pad looking down and seeing all the snakes but i think the key for you as you walked out that vision was you didn't feel afraid and it's a reminder to us to say no you are going to see the snakes yes like you are going to see the darkness you are going to see the works of darkness the storm all around you will be able to see it because it is you'll be able to see it with your natural eyes but I think the heart behind it is for God to say, but can you keep your eyes fixed 
on whether it is the promise, whether it is the inheritance. Can you keep your eyes fixed on me? Don't focus on what's underneath. Don't focus on the snakes, but actually I've already given you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. So walk, trample. Exactly. They are powerless under my authority, under the authority of Christ, because I've given it to you. So again, see, do you see that? Will you believe it? Do you see me? It's again, it's that call to see, that call to awaken, that call to open up our eyes and see what God has already done. You see, every single time that the enemy shows his hand, every time there's a provision, Mm -hmm. every time there's already a provision that's been made for us. I mean, it it says right in the scriptures that we can overcome temptation. There's always a way of escape from temptation. Whatever the enemy throws at us, there's always a way of escape. God's already provided Mm -hmm. a provision for us. So again, I think it's so important for us to, like, it's not that we need to get comfortable with the darkness or being able to see it, but I feel like we just need to remember its place. We need to remember its place. It does not have authority. So even for you again, and it's it's a vision. It's like a it's like a spiritual experience or or a a symbolic mm-hmm. something that happened to you when you saw the snake on the side of your bed. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want people to think, oh my gosh, that's so weird. Like what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not that weird. It's a symbolic sense right. of something that's happening in the spirit. And to look at it and to recognize, oh Uh, you have no place here. Like Mm -hmm. to recognize the authority it actually has and the authority you actually have, you're like, oh, what are you doing? Like you can have that kind of confidence in the authority that Christ has given you. So again, it's not that you won't necessarily be startled. It's not necessarily that you won't necessarily be maybe even feel uh, afraid or uncertain or like unsure, but you have to know its place. The enemy's place is really low on the totem pole in light of God's authority and what he's already given you and the provision he's already made. So look beyond the Mm -hmm. snake, look beyond the darkness to see the provision that God has made for you to walk in, for you to grab hold of, for you to step in, for you to walk in authority in. Jesus has already made the way. Again, remember, we're on the winning side. Yes, darkness will be at work and at play in our lives every day. It's at war within us even, mm-hmm. but we are on the winning side. Light wins. God wins. And we have yes. authority every single time. So I think that's beautiful. And I love the symbolism too, like of the journey. Mm-hmm. Like I love the symbolism of a journey because I feel like our whole walks mm-hmm. with Christ on the earth are a journey towards the f- the second coming, a-, a journey towards the end of the story where Jesus will make all things new, everything new, where sin will be overcome once and for all, and all things will be made new. And, but we are in this journey part where we have to walk through over the pond. We've got to crush snakes. We've got to walk right through the darkness. That's right. Like we have to walk right through the darkness to the other side, grab hold of the promise, come back, and we get to join with all the brothers and sisters who have walked that journey. Like I think each one of us has to walk that. You know what I mean? And there's a part where we do have to do it alone. Mm -hmm. Like we Mm -hmm. are in it together, but there's a part we have to do alone because God is trying to place our reliance completely on him, not on each other, Mm -hmm. not even on our spouse, Mm -hmm. not on our church, not on our pastor, not on, you know, this podcast I follow or this church online I I read or this prophet that I follow. 
God actually wants all of that to fall to the wayside for us to put our full reliance in him alone. So there's a part of this journey we have to do alone. We have to do alone because that's what God is doing in that place. And he's proving himself to us in that place so that we don't place our reliance in false things, false things that fall and let us down and disappoint us and actually get us disillusioned and filled with fear. Mm. He wants us to put our full and complete trust in him and him alone and nothing else. And then I think we can be reunited with the fullness of all that he's provided for us and all that he's given to us in brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. But there's a part we got to walk alone. So powerful, Lord. Right? And I love that you, you said this in a devotion not too long ago, but you fix your eyes on Jesus because his eyes are fixed on you. And that's it. He's the one that has complete victory. I love, I, I know I've said this scripture to my children. I've, I've shared it with many people, but in Colossians 2 verse um, 13, it says, then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross in this way. So because of Jesus and what he has done. So in this way, the bloodline, the cross he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. I love this. So this is where we're anchoring. We're fixing our eyes on Jesus. He is the one that has disarmed. And so like you're saying, as we fix our eyes on him, the enemy is underfoot. He has already been shamed. He's already been disarmed. Like Jesus shamed them publicly. The symbolism of the cross is the public shaming of the enemy. Isn't that like in the outside, in the natural, when you would have looked at the cross, it would have been like, it's over. This is horrendous. It was traumatic, terrible, dark. But in the spirit, it's like the cross is the complete opposite. It's a constant reminder of the shame and the victory and the disarming that the enemy lives under constantly. So every time we declare the name of Jesus, every time we align with him, we see the public, he's shamed again. He's disarmed again. It's about the cross and the blood of Christ every single time. So we fix our eyes on Jesus. So that's exactly, Lori, as you're saying that, that's something that people can't do for us. We have to resolve that we are going to be aligned that we are going to follow Jesus, that he is the one we're fixed on. He is the one that we are protected by and the enemy is disarmed. That's why those snakes were powerless. They could look, but do nothing. They're powerless. Except for the power you give them. Exactly. They've been disarmed, but you can rearm by giving up your power. You can. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that also is insane to me. That's insane to me. I love that picture you just painted about the cross because I feel like there was this time, this time when Jesus died and before he rose, mm-hmm. where the enemy would have been like dancing, thinking, believing he had won, like believing, oh, finally, finally, I can rule and reign. Like, I just love how Jesus waited <laughs> Because he could have come back instantly. Like he could have literally died and come back alive instantly. But it was like, you know, he just sat in that space and waited 
and came back to life, the full redemption of that blood he shed for us, the full redemption, the remission of all of our sins, that we no longer have to make sacrifices, that we no longer have to try to do it through following the law, that literally he took all of that upon himself, fulfilled it all completely, took all of our sin, all the sin of the world for now and forever and for the future upon his shoulders so that we could have complete freedom to give us authority so that not only would Jesus alone be on the earth pushing back the darkness, but that every single person who receives the gift of grace would be like many Jesuses. Now, again, this is (laughs) theological. I'm not saying we're like Jesus, but we have the authority of Jesus. Now there's millions of us. There's millions of us. There was one There was one on the earth at one time. Now there's millions of us that walk in that exact same authority because he's given it to us by grace. Like, okay, that's terrifying. That's terrifying, but still in the midst of that for the enemy. That's terrifying for the enemy. But still in the midst of that, he's arrogant enough to think that he can still have the upper hand and, and win. But the truth is that he can when we let him. That's right. And that's what he does. He makes you believe you're powerless. Yes. And you're weak. Um, in ourselves, yes, but the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. Yes. So not only when we step into the authority under Christ, are we stepping united with the Trinity because it's the spirit of God within us. That's that's the power. That's the one that's at work. It's not us. No. We're just surrendered to the spirit of God. The Trinity is at work plus two thirds of the angelical host. Let's just remind, (laughs) he was cast down with a third and it's him and a third the tri- the divine trinity and two-thirds of the angelic hosts are against him but if he can make humanity believe that they are powerless that they are alone and that they are weak he has won that's that's his that's yeah. what he does that's why he's yeah. ruthless yeah in making you doubt the power of god and that god is real and loves you and that he is who he says he is because if you can doubt who god is you will not walk in, you won't not be able to walk in authority. Yeah. But as soon as we align to believe that God says who he is and we trust God, we keep our eyes on Jesus, not just the outcome, not just in what we feel, but on who he is. We walk in authority. How powerful is it to think that if the, if the enemy only has power, the power that we give him, yeah. then we have that same power to take that back. Amen. Do you know what I'm That's saying? Profound. Yes, because yes. because if it's that easy, like yeah. let's say fear, for example, right? Yeah. So, you know, just to use your vision as an example, that a snake of fear showed up beside you, that, and you you had a choice in that moment. Like you had a choice in that moment, and if you would have given that snake power by giving into fear, mm-hmm. by being afraid and giving into fear and not standing in the authority that Christ had already given you and not recognizing the provision that God made for you in that very moment. You chose the provision and you said, no, get out of here. You have no place. You've crossed the bloodline. You've crossed the place where your authority exists. You you told him to go. But what if you had given into fear? What if you had said, oh my gosh, a snake just showed up on my bed. Oh my gosh, like something bad is going to, that something terrible is going to happen to me. It represents, you know, something horrible. I hope, I don't know if it's going to happen to me. I don't know if it's someone in my family and fear just started to take over you in some sort of way, started to run amok in your mind. And you gave that spirit 
power inside of you by giving into it in the same way you can take that power back yes by choosing the provision like it's and i know now listen i say that that sounds so easy in words that's not easy to do when you are fighting things you really feel like when you're fighting things that you genuinely are like manifesting in your mind in your body like you you feel this in your flesh mm. in a very real way. So I'm not, I'm not trying to make light of it, but I am trying to say we need to recognize the power we have in Christ. If we can give him the power to work, then we can take that power away too. Yes. Yes. Right? That's the hope. That's, that's, that's crushing snakes. That's crushing snakes that <laughs> we don't have to be overcome even with the way that we, may, we live. We can start new. We can start fresh. We can repent. And we could take that power back and crush snakes and be like, God, I repent of walking in fear. That is not of your kingdom. I repent of that. Help me in Jesus name. Fill me with the power by your spirit. It's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. Thank you, Lord. And I repent of that. And I cancel that. Yeah. And I cancel and I say to the enemy, that power is no longer yours. It is on this side of the bloodline. The blood of Jesus Christ disarms you in the name of Jesus. That's it. And then you choose to continually say that, walk it, say it, walk it. And one day you're going to actually feel it. Yeah. But you, you may not feel it. You just right away. Saying no. It and believe saying yep. it because you're like, okay, help me to believe it. Mm -hmm. Help me. Like, yep. And God will help you. Yep. Yep. Yes. Because he's saying to you, see, do yes. you see? Yeah. Do you see? Do you see? I've given you authority. Do you see it? Mm. Do you see it? Mm -hmm. I love that. It's always an invitation. It's always an invitation to what already is. There's a seat at the table. It's yes. already there. It's waiting for you. You just have to, you just have to embody it. You just have to appropriate it. You just have to receive it. You just have to walk in it. Mm -hmm. It's already there and it's never not going to be there. It's a That's constant right. and continual invitation to provision every time, a hundred percent of the time, always it's always there because he completed the work on the cross it's done it's a finished work and we won mm -hmm. like he won mm -hmm. light won his power yes. won so we're redeemed we're free yes. he says yes. it is for freedom it is for freedom that i have set you free like we are free we are free from we that are. yeah crushing snakes Cru i was just gonna say crushing snakes so all those you listening crushing snakes hashtag crushing snakes yeah. if you see us just say should I crushing snakes? Were you like, crushing yes. snakes today? Totally. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't, I don't know, but like, I find this so powerful. Maybe it's just you and me, but I find this so powerful. I think we need to do a merch line. Can you imagine oh, I know. putting a snake inside your shoe? I know. Like a little snake sticker or something. Lori, and, and crushing it every day. Every day. You know, it's interesting because at the very beginning of, um, in Genesis, after the fall, after sin entered into the world, you know, Jesus cursed the serpent to the earth he said you're going to suck dust for the rest of your life <laughs> suck it question <laughs> saints suck it satan oh my god <laughs> that's a new merch line right there crushing snakes suck it satan oh my gosh <laughs> nobody literally later. did he said you're going to suck dust like that's what he said you're going to be cursed to the ground you're going to oh suck the dust <laughs> for the rest of your life but he did say he did yeah. say the serpent is going to bruise your heel, yes, but yeah. you are going to crush his head. Mm. And, you know, I like, I think that's the perfect, the actual perfect picture of this relationship that we have with the enemy that yes, he can do harm. Yes, for sure. 
You know, yes, the brokenness of the world, whether directly to you, whether coming through someone else, like he's going to relentlessly try and find a space, any space that you give him, any he is going to cause harm. Like he's going to bruise your heel. He's going to bruise your heel, but you're going to crush his head. And again, this is a prophetic statement too of Jesus. And we saw his body bruised. His body was absolutely bruised Mm -hmm. for us, Mm -hmm. but he, Jesus crushed Satan's head. Like Jesus crushed the serpent's head when he rose victorious. And again, that's part of the authority that he gives to us. But the truth is, no, it's not going to come without. Oh yeah just the 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 battle wounds do you know do you know what mm-hmm. i mean like it's mm-hmm. not it's not just like this like perfect realm of joy and peace all the time but it is joy and peace in the midst of suffering but there is suffering yes there is persecution there is all of the things we unpacked in the beatitudes you know blessed are the poor in spirit blessed are those who mourn there are all the things that make life difficult and hard but we're blessed in that place mm-hmm. because of what jesus has done for us but you know what i mean there is that side of this this serpent this snake crushing i know but we crush his head we do crush his head because we know the end yeah we know yeah. the end and that's the thing like we've been saying in our podcast that it's not about just our temporal life. When we look at our life, it's all about eternity. It's about, this is all moving towards that too. Like we know that God will make all things new and he has the final say and he will fully destroy Satan in its time. Fully, 100%. Satan will be not just crushed, gone, mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, it's a reminder that as the enemy comes to rob, steal and destroy, Jesus came that we may have life and have it abundantly so we can crush the snake, but we can also take back the power as we've given things over. And that is the authority of Christ, that there is always forgiveness and redemption and restoration. And even in the midst of suffering, you may have put yourself in a situation that you think I am overcome by maybe something that you or something has happened to you. you. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to live in the power that you you have don't feel powerless in what you've given. You can actually, like we've said, repent of what you've allowed in your heart, and to say, God help me, and I want to walk in the power of the resurrected Christ from a place of victory, like it talks about in Colossians one. It was the victory. It was victory, and so that symbolism of the cross is that constant shaming of the enemy. What an uh, like wear that cross with. Woo! This is this is. The gift is so, cr- the cross so, of Christ. So good. All right, that's it. So we're gonna get some snakes for our shoes. Yeah, that's it. We're gonna crush Hashtag snakes. Crush we're gonna crush snakes every, every with every I step. <laughs> so yeah, Lori, we even Suck have it. like a symbol. We even use our fists. Like we, yeah, we're about yeah, to yeah. encourage each other. We do. We're always we're like, like, go for it. Crush, crush snakes. Crush snakes. Oh, so good. So thank oh, you, Jesus, powerful. for the cross. Mm, thank you. Yeah, thank you yeah. for what you've done, and thank you for giving us all authority yes. to crush snakes. Yes. Thank you. That's not in us. I know that. (laughs) Oh, Lord Jesus, I know that. But over all the power of the enemy, over all the power of the enemy, receive that. Do you see it? Do you see it? That's the cry today. Receive that into your spirit. Yes. There's this new song that I love. It's called Gratitude by, is it Brandon Lake? I think so. Brandon Lake. Okay. It's got this beautiful line in it where he speaks 
to his spirit. And I think sometimes we actually need to speak to our spirit man. We need to, mm. we need to call the spirit man to arise in the midst of when there is darkness all around or chaos all around or suffering around. We need to speak right to, and it says, um, he says something like, he calls out his spirit and he says, don't you be shy on me. Mm. You've got a lion inside of your bones. Stand up and praise the Lord. And I just like every time I listen to it, I'm like, yes, like prophesy to your spirit, prophesy to the dry bones, prophesy for them to rise, to rise up. You have a lion inside of you. Praise the Lord in the midst of whatever it is you face, because that is the authority that Jesus has given you over all the works of the enemy. Crush snakes. Yes crush snakes love Love it it. all right so our new merch line is crushing snakes and suck it (laughs) suck it satan (laughs) that was so funny that was a funny moment oh gosh that just struck me so funny when you said that so powerful so powerful well we put our complete confidence in god because he has given us all authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and we are so grateful that we crown in our lives Jesus as king because the bloodline has been drawn in our lives. And so we walk in the authority of Christ because he's king and he has re- he reigns and rules and has complete victory. He's Lord over he's Lord. every part. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. It would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at Awakening Moments Podcast, and you will find Lori and I at Lori Eitz Boucher and Rhonda.corto. We'd love to connect with you.